Spirit of God have your way this morning as we come to have an encounter with you. Come upon Mount Zion into the company of thousands upon thousands of angels. Let your word bring deliverance. Let your word bring salvation. Release the spirit of prayer upon us as we come before you in prayer, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Sit down. This is a very prophetic moment. God will speak to you through his word. And I need you to open up to listen to him. When I finish, I'll do two quick things and then we'll leave. I will be leading my daughter Rose and the husband to renew their vows after 10 years of marriage. And then I'll pray for Abrantia College and the ladies who are graduating from there. The CEO is here. Uh, Mr. Abrantia, God bless you. Amen. Welcome. God bless you. But this is a very prophetic moment and I need you to, to follow the spirit of the Lord as I speak to you now. I already sense the presence of God in the house. And I feel in my spirit that the presence here is actually for you. What I feel upon me right now is for you. Somebody's yoke is about to break. Somebody's prison is about to break. Somebody's problem is about to vanish. Somebody's sickness is about to be healed. A demon that has been terrorizing you is about to be defeated. The Lord is about to visit you. There will be an unusual visitation for you today. In Jesus' name. Let's welcome Pastor Sam uh, in our church in London. Pastor Sam, welcome. The Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. He's one of the most committed members in our church in London. I've never met a man who has such a deep-seated wisdom like him. Very great man. The Lord bless you. An Imperial College graduate. So, you know, Imperial College people, they are very... Is it Imperial College? Yeah, yeah, you're very intelligent people. He's a very intelligent man. And then I learned a lot from him. When I go to London, we drive together, we go to different places. An amazing man, great man of God. The oil on your head is unusual. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Amen. Okay, so last week I started a series. We're having prayers the whole of November. And we started our 10 days fasting as part of our 50 days of prayer. So from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we are praying here. And Dr. Mills will be leading us on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Apostle Eric will take us on Thursday, every evening, 6 p.m. And then I'll come and conclude on Friday. So let's get re ready. Let's enter into this fasting and prayer. But I'll be talking on the subject, unusual prayer chambers, unusual prayers, and unusual answers. So last week, we spoke about uh, um, Jonah, a man who turned the belly of a fish into a prayer chamber. How God created a prayer chamber in the belly of the fish for Jonah and the answers he got. Today, I'm talking to you on Paul and Silas, the men who turned a prison cell into a prayer chamber. The men who turned a prison cell into a prayer chamber. I'm just trying to tell you by this series that there should never be a, an occasion in your life where a situation will prevent you from praying. Every situation you find yourself in is an opportunity for you to pray. There is no excuse for, for you to have a non-praying life. And I want to show you how these men turned a situation that would have brought tears into your eyes into a prayer situation and how God worked in their lives. 
Are you here with me? Today, I believe that as you pray with me, God will do the same thing he did for Paul and Silas. I'm talking to only five people. About ten people now. Twenty-five people now. If your amen is the loudest, receive the miracle. So, our introductory scripture, I'm going to read a very long scripture. As 16, the verse from the verse 16 to the verse 26. Once when they when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had who had a spirit, who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. Now don't move, don't just remain here. She made a great deal of money by fortune telling. So she was a slave and she had a spirit. By the spirit, she could predict the future. And so she was making money for her owners. But the Bible says that she had a spirit, not the Holy Spirit. Years ago, a young lady in our church came to me and said she met a man. She was just taking a walk on the street and met a man. And the man called her by name. Called her mother's name. Called her father's name. Called her village. And mentioned her date of birth. And then the man said, come and see me. And showed her the things she should bring. And the envelope she should bring. And that there are more things she's, he's going to tell her. I told her, God is not sending prophets on the way, meeting people and telling them all these things. This is the spirit of divination. You see, there are so many people. You see, I've already shared here, our, our mindset is a fetish mindset. We are very superstitious. So if anybody tells us anything, we can easily fall for it. This particular one, this lady was not from God. But she could prophesy. Let me show you what she did. Verse 17, she followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God. And she was telling the truth. Who are telling you the way to be saved? And she was telling the truth. Paul and the rest were servants of the Most High God and they were saying, teaching about the ways to be saved. Now hear this. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit. It is said that Paul was, Apostle Paul was a short man who, had a, who was very quick-tempered. He turned around and said to the spirit, in the name, he said what? The spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you, come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. May any spirit hovering around you spirit of divination spirit that will destroy your life any evil spirit around you today i command let that spirit get out of your life spirit fighting your marriages fighting your finances fighting your progress in life i make a decree right now as the servant of the lord mosai i command that spirit get out 
Now here, when her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar. Let me tell you something. You see, whenever we deal with spiritual things, we get physical response. Now, the reason why men of God, genuine men of God, are under attack everywhere in this country and other countries of the world is because, you see, the things we do, the authority God has given us in the realms of the spirit. Right, right now, as I command the spirit to leave, some of you, you will realize that the pain in your body and the struggles you are going through had left you and they will not come again. Now, the spirit I have cast out will be angry and will incite physical people to attack me. It's as simple as that. The reason why pastors are annoying and people are bitter against pastors and everywhere you pass, pastors are consistently under attack. And unfortunately, people who call themselves believers have also joined in attacking their own pastors. Because we deal with supernatural things. And when we have victories in the realms of the spirit, there must be physical attack. If they cannot fight you in the realms of the spirit, they come in the natural. Some of you, you are standing in the gap for your family. And God is bringing deliverance for your family. So you are under an attack. But I speak upon you as a gap filler of your family. As someone who is standing in the gap for your family. May every attack against you backfire. Any arrow coming to your direction, may it go back to sender. Anybody who has programmed to send an arrow against you, to fight against you, to undermine your authority, and to come against you, I stand in the name of the Lord, and I declare and decree, may they fail. In the name of Jesus. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But when we deal with them in the spirit, they come against us in the physical. When the owners of the slave realized they could not make money anymore. I remember years ago, a number of young Nigerians who started coming to church and my teaching started changing them. Some of them started leaving their chairman's houses. When they came and said, this is my chairman, this is my chairman. Then I began to preach. Then they started becoming independent. They started knowing the Lord Jesus. They started declaring independence. And the chairman were not happy. They started coming after me from every... People started forming men's group to take away men's from the church. Even women started forming women's group outside the church and targeted the women in the church. But you see, the Lord said to me, no man will be able to stand up against you. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. 
no man will be able to stand up against you. If you stand for the Lord, no man will be able to stand up against you. I declare, take a stand for the Lord. Battle your enemies in the realms of the spirit. Fight for the salvation of your family. Fight for the deliverance of your family. Fight for the salvation of your siblings. You are anointed by God to stand in the gap for your family. And no man will be able to stand up against you. They will come by air. The Lord shall intercept them. They shall come by road. The Lord shall intercept them. They will come by sea. The Lord shall intercept them. They will come from under the sea and under the earth. May the God you serve intercept them. I declare and decree. You will never lose any battle in your life again. I declare and decree. No man will be able to stand up against you. I declare and decree from today when we begin to pray, you will take territories, you will overcome, you will be above, you will be ahead, and you will be alive. They started laying false accusations. False accusations. 21. By advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice, the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas. So it became a crowd. It became a crowd. Some of you saw when I gave a 100 bed facility for, for COVID, for COVID isolation, a crowd came against me. It wasn't only because I have given them. You see, there are spirits in communities. When we enter there, they submit to us. I'm telling you, this week I had to call the police because I heard some people were coming after me. There have been rumors that some people were gathering against me. We are men of the spirit. We wage battles in the realms of the spirit. And when we conquer in the realms of the spirit, and they know they cannot come after us in the realms of the spirit, they come physical. They come after us physical. I declare on someone here, anybody coming after you, anybody coming after you, may the angel with the flashing sword, may the angel with the flashing sword, intercept them, block them, block their way, block their way, block their way. May they stumble and fall. May they stumble and fall. May the Lord darken their path. May the Lord darken their path. May their path be slippery. May they stumble and fall in the name of Jesus. May the Lord raise enemies against your enemies. In the name of Jesus. They realize that Paul and Silas have overcome them in the physical, in the, in, the, in the realms of the spirit. They went after them. Now see, the crowd joined them in the attack against Paul and Silas. And the magistrates ordered, ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. Ha! Huh? The men of God, though. I'm telling you, in this country, eh, if people get us, they will beat us. See, in this community, eh? The prayer works I have done in this community. They are occultist powers, evil men who will pray by night, who cannot operate in this community again. They are people who cannot move. Recently, the Lord asked me to build a prayer tower 
Longer than every house in this community. So I built a prayer tower. Very high. And from December, I'll be moving to that prayer tower. The Lord said, I want you to everywhere. And I have glass around the prayer tower. When I'm, when I'm praying, everywhere I turn, I see the whole of the city towards the Mahabo, everywhere. No witch or wizard can hide. <laughs> the Lord told me, create a prayer. The Lord told me, create a prayer path. So I've created a prayer path around the tower on top. The Lord said, this path you have created represents every street on the Sprinter's Road. He said, when you get up in the middle of the night and you walk here and you are praying, you are taking over the whole of the Sprinter's Road. He said, no evil, no witch, no wizard can ever fly over here. There are men who have, who have I'm telling you, there are men in this community who have altars that are not working again. They are calling their spirits. The spirits are not coming. The spirits are not coming. The spirits are not coming. They are calling them, they are not coming. They are calling them, they are not coming. They are calling them, they are not coming. Because there is a man of God who has lifted up his hands before the Lord on behalf of the community. No evil shall be for us. No evil shall be for us. I see a man of God here. I see a woman of God here. I see someone rising here. I see someone intercepting them in the name of Jesus. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but without your word, no man will lift hand or foot on this land. That's how God has made us. That's how God has made us. You are too powerful. So they came against, they came against them physically and they really whipped them. And look, look, and they had, after they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. And the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. <laughs> because they knew that the guys were powerful. Oh! They knew it. If we have cast that demon out of that girl, these guys are powerful. Keep them. Do you know there are men who have been assigned to monitor us? To monitor us as men of God. When he received these orders, he put them into the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks about midnight. About midnight. About midnight. About midnight. Weeping may endure for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. About midnight. About midnight. Aya, this midnight. This midnight. This midnight, this midnight, hi, 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 hi. about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. They will hear our noise. They will be listening. They will think nothing will happen. They will hear us talking. They will hear us praying. They will hear us praying. They will be listening to us. But something will happen. Here. Suddenly, 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 there was such a violent earthquake. Such a violent earthquake. I mean, prayer can change geographical things. 
there was such a violent earthquake a violent earthquake a violent earthquake there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken at once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chain came loose now now i want to show you something i want to show you why it should have been impossible for paul and silas to pray but yet they prayed they converted the prison into a prayer chamber don't let your enemies feel they have you have their one never don't give them that privilege don't give them that honor to think that they have won yes your your husband is causing you pain turn that prison marriage into a prayer chamber win you must last you must laugh last win at all means yes i know i know that situation is so difficult you are caught up between the rock and the hard place it does not call for crying it does not call for weeping it does not call for playing the blame game it calls for prayer it calls for prayer it calls for prayer it calls for prayer turn it into prayer turn it into prayer turn it into prayer You know why John the Baptist was beheaded? When he was put into prison, he sent his disciples to go and ask Jesus whether he was the Lord, the Messiah, or he, they should wait for another man. The man he introduced, he started doubting the man because he was looking at the situation. Instead of praying, he was asking questions. Sometimes you begin to question the faithfulness of God because of where you find yourself. So I've been paying tight and I've been singing in the choir and I've been sweeping the church and I've been doing this and I've been doing this. Look at my life. Look at where I am now. Even those, even those who don't go to church don't suffer like me. <laughs> you see, if you talk like that in your prison days, Herod will chop off your head. Paul and Silas were different from John. John the Baptist. Some of you, eh? Satan is asking for your head. Because you are complaining and murmuring instead of praying. Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Let him pray. Paul and Silas at midnight. How many of you know that when you are in trouble, it's midnight that is more painful? That's when you can't sleep. That's when your eyes are opened. It's like when you have a sore. It's like there's something about midnight. When you have a sore, a festering sore, where do you feel the pain the most? Midnight. See, your eyes are opened. You can't sleep. When you are hurt, when do you feel the pain the most? Midnight. Ah, somebody did something. Somebody says something to you at church. It's at midnight that you feel it the most. But it's around midnight that God is ready to do something. That God is ready to do something. Listen, anytime a trouble wakes you up, it's a call for prayer. It's not a call for worrying. It's a call for you to pray. Am I speaking to someone here? The Lord is calling you for prayer. That problem, that problem, that problem is a clarion call for prayer. And I'm speaking on someone here. Speaking to someone here right now. So what is prison? Prison is a place of punishment. 
So they put Paul and Silas there for punishment. But I want to tell you about the way the Roman prison, where Paul and Silas were placed, how it looked. I want to show you the condition they found themselves in, and yet they prayed. They converted the prayer, the prison, into a prayer chamber. First, Roman imprisonment was preceded by being stripped naked and then flogged. So you saw inside that Paul, you saw when we read, that Paul and Silas were actually flogged. And usually, they would take you naked. They would naked you. And this was Apostle Paul, the man whose aprons healed the sick, raised the dead. The man was raising the dead. Miracles were taking place in his ministry. And yet, this man stood before unbelievers. He was stripped naked and beaten. And put into prison. <laughs> Some of you, eh? You are not physically wounded, but you are emotionally wounded. It is time to turn those wounds into war. Don't let it kill you. Turn that bitterness and anger into spiritual warfare today. Look at this. Now, the bleeding wounds went untreated. They would deliberately hurt you, create wounds, and put you in prison and not treat it. The medical staff here, you know how it is. When you, eat, you are wounded and even three days, you don't treat it. So that you go through the pain of the wounds, they will keep you inside. So these men have just been beaten. Their wounds were hurting. And then they did not only beat them, but they also put them into chains. They chained their legs. And it was usually very painful. So it wasn't like they were sitting or standing or something. They were actually in chains. Their legs were in chains. And those things, they tie it in a way that it hurts you a lot. It's just like a police officer who wants to punish you. You know what they do? When they put the handcuff, they tighten it. Hmm. May the Lord help you. Most cells were dark. Especially the inner cells of the prison where Paul and Silas were put. Like the one Paul and Silas were kept in. So, so these guys were wounded. They were bleeding. They were in stocks. Their legs were hurting. And they could not even see each other. They were in darkness. Oh, my ministry was just thriving. Things were just happening. And suddenly, look at me. So that when God wants to do his best, he allows Satan to do his worst. Somebody is coming out of that prison today. Now, one of the reasons why they strike you naked is because of that when they put you in prison, you will feel cold. That's what they did to them. And the prison were cramped. You know, during those days, if you look at a modern prison, this is 21st century prison. Those days, see, they will put them among the crowd. Suddenly, the five-star apostle was in prison. And the stench that comes from the toilet inside the prison. You shouldn't be able to even open your mouth. You should close your nose and your mouth together. 
in the midst of this situation, Paul and Silas said, the only thing we have to get out of here is prayer. We have come into a new territory. Nobody knows us here. We just went to cast out one demon, one demon. We just went to cast out one demon. Now look at us. But your midnight is coming. Where God will be ready to hear your prayers. Right now. If you lift up your voice to pray. There will be a visitation for you. There will be a visitation for you. You are locked up in this situation. That is punishing you. That is stressing you. You are locked up in something. You are locked up in debt. You are locked up in this relationship. You are locked up in this sickness. There is something that has taken away your joy. And taken away your freedom. And taken away something from you. That is your prison. So how did Paul and Silas turn a, pl a place of punishment into a place of prayer? And praise. They are waiting for you to cry. Don't give them the opportunity to celebrate. It is time for prayer. How many of you are ready to pray? Pray yourself out of that prison. Get yourself out of that prison. Pray yourself out of that difficult situation. Out of that impossible situation. You can get yourself out of it. Let me show you something. Go to the next slide, please. Three things that happened when they prayed. Three things. Number one. The foundations of the prisons were shaken. Every situation operates on something. The thing that situation operates on is the foundation of that thing. That spiritual marriage is as a result of something. In the realms of the spirit, demons, witches, and wizards will need permission. We need legal grounds to operate against you. It is called foundations. I pray today that any foundation, any grounds on which something is operating against you, may those foundations be shaken. These two men were just praying. Suddenly there was a violent earthquake. And the foundations on which the prison, you know, just caught broken and when the foundations got broken the bible said that and all the prison doors flew open in other words the doors were just flying if somebody's prayer caused an earthquake your prayer should be able to move a mountain are you here you are moving a mountain today three everyone's chains came loose and it wasn't only devil, but the people who were even listening got liberated. May God bring liberation to you today. You see, that, that's why you must, you, you, see, you must enter into atmospheres that bring you deliverance. Just the fact that these people were in that environment. I remember years ago, Auntie Becky was telling me, a friend of hers said, ah, Your church, they can make noise, oh. When the wooden structure, they can make noise. So then the woman now concludes, oh, okay, it's okay, mom, it's okay. It's okay because my children used to get sick a lot, a lot until your church came to this area. When we enter into a place, we carry something. You are a carrier of something. But prayer brings us out. Are you here? It's just having a perfume dispenser closed. 
Once you open it, gradually, it dispenses into the room. You carry something. You carry some power. When you begin to pray, it begins to dispense. It begins to go, begins to go, begins to go, begins to go. This morning, something's about to change. But let me now give you a prayer point. So we can spend the next 15 minutes praying. Some people say, I'm a man of God. But I'm not in any prison. Psalm 142 verse 7. Bring my soul out of prison that I may praise thy name. Bring my soul out of prison. Sometimes prison is spiritual. Let me show you four things that easily imprisons, imprison us. Four things. The foundations of spiritual prisons. Protocol, can you please just go out the baby? Four things that really form the foundations for spiritual imprisonment. Number one, the sins of the fathers. The sins of the fathers. How many of you know that Absalom was killed because of David's sin? David sinned by taking somebody's wife. And the Lord said, the sword will never leave your house. So David's son, have, David's son has to rape his daughter. And then Absalom has to kill the son that raised raped David's daughter. And Absalom eventually had to die because a sword must come to the house as a result of the sin of David. One man's sin can destroy a whole generation. Any father who sinned has put your family into prison, I declare and decree, today may the Lord deliver you. Yeah. The evil man who sings have created an opportunity for demonic forces to fight and to battle your family. I declare and decree, may the Lord deliver you from the sins of your fathers. Yeah. Ancestral covenants. Sometimes not even the ancestral covenant, your own covenant. I know a lady who entered into blood covenant with a guy they were dating. She was dating. And the guy died. Before they could marry, the guy died. But the fact that the person was dead didn't mean the covenant was broken. The lady consistently now has a man who comes to sleep with her. That covenant has imprisoned her marriage life. I don't know any covenants you have just walked yourself into. No, covenants are like, they are like spider webs. Have you ever walked into a spider web before? It just embraces your face. Made any covenant that was made before you. Any covenant that you have entered into that has imprisoned you. Today as we pray, may the Lord bring deliverance to your soul. In the name of Jesus. Sometimes curses. In families. Sometimes family altars. Every house that has 
a throne. The thro a throne is an altar. And today I've just come to tell you that those idols, those thrones in your father's house and your mother's house will not work against you from today. As Paul stood and cast that spirit out, today I stand in this place as the servant of the Lord Most High. Any spirit from your background that has imprisoned you, that has gotten you into spiritual marriage, that has gotten you into poverty, whatever has imprisoned you, I stand as a servant of the Lord Most High and I declare on the authority of the name Jesus that today may you experience total liberation in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Rise on your feet. Rise on your feet. Lift up your two hands. And say with me, Father, in the name of Jesus. Say it like, say it like you mean it. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. I take my stand. As the anointed of the Lord. As the redeemed of the Lord. And I stand in the gap. On behalf of my family. And on my own behalf. And I declare any covenant that has imprisoned us today as I lift up my voice and I clap my hands and stamp my feet and begin to pray let the foundations of the prison be shaken let the gates of the prison be opened let the gates of the prison be opened